It's Randaligious. Welcome to the SEO Rand. I am your host, Morty Overseas. You might know me better as Sembrushes, head of communication, but I will remind you this podcast has nothing to do with that. This is not an official Sembrush publication. This is pure unofficial Morty Magic, Morty Mania, however you want to spin it. When does the SEO rant come out? Usually weekly on Thursday, kind of usually. It's a side thing that I do. So I try to put it out weekly on Thursdays. It does make sense to subscribe because there are some weeks where I don't put an episode out. So you'll be alerted automatically. Who loves automatic alerts? I don't get enough of those. Anyway, check us out at SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you consume wonderful, mediocre, and terrible podcasts. We are there. Also, check us out at the SEORant.com or on Twitter at SEORant. Enough about that. This week's guest, you might know him from all sorts of previous podcasts. You may know his beard, his long hair, but you also might know that he's a demand senior manager over at iPull Rank. Did I get that title right? Anyway, it's Garrett Sussman. Morty, I love it. it it's like podcasts you get into the mode and it's just like, you and I, we, we, we banter, we know this, we love it. Thank you so much for having me. I've been wanting to come on this podcast forever because it's, you're just the, the most fun person to talk to when it comes to like <laughs> stuff that we geek out, search, marketing. Sorry, I'm going to stroke that ego a little bit because you have a nice beard yourself, sir. Oh, no, no, no. My, my beard is not as full as yours. I, I had it for a while, like a couple of weeks. I just wasn't shaving, not for any particular reason. It just like, it's just easier not to, which by the way, why I have the beard literally it just it's just so much easier 100% 100% hate shaving I so this actually is a perfect lead into the conversation because my father never taught me how to shave okay. right like it's this rite of passage and so one thing that that we were going to talk about is like search and how search is changing and how we think people are going to search. And, you know, I, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine who never learned how to put on makeup, like her, her parents never taught her. And so this thought came to me of just like how different it is for people in 2021 with information and the extent that we can look up, whether it's via Google, via YouTube, just like, how much we depend on search for things that like when I was a kid and I needed to learn how to shave, I couldn't go to YouTube and say, you know, how the hell do I learn how to shave? My dad's not teaching me. <laughs> that's an amazing point. So in case you don't know, we're going to be talking about how people search, how that's changed. I, I just as you're talking and kind of clicked in my head and it's like funny because we deal with search every single day, all day long. Like I'm constantly about search and you don't think of it like, it's just a matter of people trying to understand information and how novel it is, how you can go and just find information that you completely couldn't access before and how the pandemic has completely changed it. Because instead of asking the guy next to your work or the gal next to your work, now you have to go figure it out. Yes. I, oh, that, I mean, it's such a skill. It's a business skill. Like I am surprised or we will see and, and I need to pay more attention to like school curriculums but like to what extent are they teaching search in school because if there's anything more important skill in like 2021 it's like knowing how to search I mean I remember when I was little it was like no you know we were starting Wikipedia was coming out I dating myself a little bit <laughs> but like teachers were like you can't source anything on the internet you can't I use that as that. true I, you, it's never true you can never source the internet it was always a big discussion because that was always the easiest place to get something i'm not going to the library 
<laughs> right, the Dewey Decimal System and the card catalog. I don't know if kids learn that anymore, but but my point is now, you know, everything is sourced on the internet. But what are books? But to what extent is that even taught in schools? Because the way that different generations search uh, is so different. The way kids do versus the way we do, like where we're in search every day versus you know my you know my my parents who are not you know like you know, uh, technology users. Like, sure, my dad still has his AOL email address. I'm sorry, dad. And yes, there are a lot of people, you know, who in our industry, 60s, 70s, 80s, who like know it better than I do. But there's a ton who, you know, who, who only use Siri these days. It's, it's so yeah. fascinating to me. It's a really good point because, okay, one, my dad has no idea how to search for things. And you realize like, how important it is to search. And so like we do search all the time. I can like, I can find stuff really, really well. But like my wife, who's not a tech person, tries to find things sometimes, or my kids are trying to find things sometimes. It's hard for them, or they don't realize, oh, I can use that. There's a search feature, right? That, no idea. They don't really realize. And my kids, my oldest, I have twin boys who are 10. They're going to fifth grade. They have computers. You know, they learn. They do not learn how to search. And it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, why do you think that's something that's going to change? I mean, I think in the U.S., the education system is so slow to make like fundamental changes. Like there's always this argument of like, why do you need to learn calculus or algebra in high school? And, and there's obviously applications, but like, why isn't like along with like digital literacy, I think is becoming something, you know, and I shouldn't speak to it because I don't know, you know, you and I both have been teachers in the past. Why this is ironic about this conversation, but yeah, we, <laughs> we both know how terrible the U.S. education system is. That's all. That's a whole other end. It's true. And I mean, to what extent uh, is it on, on parents to educate their kids about how to search? Like, you know, your dad, would you, would you spend time, like try to find any sort of formal education for the kids? Like, do you find that valuable? I would find it valuable for my dad to give up. I was like, <laughs> stop asking me how to do this. You're making me nuts. Um, Yes, you can send an image in WhatsApp. It's really easy. You see the button. Forget it. Anyway, where my kids, yeah, it is really helpful. They have first of they're incredibly intuitive. Like my my five year old knows how to operate YouTube and find what he wants and get through. It's amazing. But it yeah. would be really helpful for them to understand like what exactly that was is, is happening. What's what is Google? I think is a fundamental question that could just for the sake of uh, them being not confused. Because it takes yeah. them a while to realize, oh, this is what Google is. And I remember them asking me over and over again, like, what is Google? They knew how to use it in search, but they didn't quite understand what, and it was just confusing for them. Like, wouldn't it be nice to tell the kids, like, hey, this is what it is, how, so they're not confused? Yeah, and I think, I think it's really cool. Like, you mentioned, you know, your kid learning YouTube on their own. I think kids are intuitive. I mean, I remember that being the whole appeal of Snapchat as a social channel because it wasn't obvious how to use it, which is like, so why adults are like, well, I'm not going to touch that. There's no instruction. Manual. There's no like guides. Kids are like, oh, I figured out, you know, this stuff. I figured out, you know, how, how to post this or how to use this map and, or like, you know, kids using Google docs as a chat messaging system in school. I read articles about that. Yeah, that's hilarious. Kids are freaking smart as hell. And it's going to be fascinating to see as they grow up immersed in this like technology world, like what that looks like, you know, how search changes, because I'm 
I, I admit, I don't have as much exposure to, you know, the way teenagers are searching on the phone. Like if you work for a company where teenagers are your target audience, you probably have to do some serious customer research to, to see how they even find you in the first place. Instagram and Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> it's all social. <laughs> TikTok. Those are search engines too, man. They Those are. are search, I mean, like. Although Twitter's a really or, bad search engine, but yeah. Well, you see these articles that come out every once in a while about like, you know, the, the smartest ways to use advanced search on Twitter. And like Twitter doesn't surface it really easily. No, like it doesn't. Search. I just use Google. I'll go to whatever, whatever. I'll, I'll do my search, but I'll, I'll add on plus Twitter. So I bring up like whatever, because Google's, I do it for Amazon also, by the way. I find that Amazon yeah. search engine is very limited. And if I want, if I really want to find something like a particular brand or a particular item within that brand, I'll just Google and type in the word Amazon along with the search query and just Google pulls it right up. Exactly. Oh, exactly. I, here's my conspiracy theory. My conspiracy theory of the day for Twitter, the reason they like bury advanced search is they probably want to avoid lawsuits because like when people surface those like old, old, old tweets nice. from like, you know, 20, 27, 2017. Well, that's not even that old, but 20, 2007. So that's when it came out like 2010. And then it like ruins a career. Right. Maybe, maybe Twitter's just like, I'm not actually serious, but, but it would make logical sense. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, it's a, it's a really, this is an interesting like flow of the conversation because we're talking about like educating, educating kids and how that all, and how that plays out with search engines as the next generation becomes dominant. And because search engines react to how people search, in theory, if the way people search or the way the next generation searches is vastly different than the way that we search, that means that the way search engines understand content relevancy could theoretically change in an enormous way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you think about just, you know, when we as marketers or an SEO specialist, when we think about keywords and, you know, we were, we in a lot of ways, search engines trained us because they weren't great, you know, four or five, 10 years ago that you search for the keyword and that's the best way to find the content, you know, with NLP and MUM and like all these more and BERT and these more advanced, you know, algorithms to be able to surface the right information that allows us to search differently, which is really interesting. And, you know, I still, I still personally don't think Google's great. Like I was just saying the other day how, you know, you know, my wife and I, if we're looking for furniture and I want to find, I'm a hipster. I want to find some unique, awesome furniture nice. that not everyone has. You know, if I search for like end tables, I don't necessarily want Wayfair and Overstock right. and Amazon to be the first three results. I have to dig, dig, dig deep to find it. And maybe that's a reflection of, you know, the cool companies out there that aren't good at putting their content on the web to be searched and, and realize how awesome they are. But it's still hard to find the real quality underneath a lot of times where you think at this point that wouldn't be the case. Yeah, it's really interesting because you would think that a lot of the things that Google does kind of points you towards more specific kinds of content. Like you have things like um, it's even called more specific searches. So if you search for Derek Jeter house, it's just a query I use to bring this feature up. I don't know. <laughs> I have like these go to queries <laughs> to bring. It'll bring up like more specific features. Oh, I'm sorry. Searches that you can uh, now try to serve something a little bit more specific. But at the same time, so if you if you think that that's what people want, so then just show me that. Or they have filters at the top of the server. You go best vacation spots and has 
for kids, for adults, for the winter, for summer. I get why you give me the option there and you're pointing me towards more specific content. But even when I click on one of those, you're still getting your like very like surface like listicle a lot of times. It's like top five yeah. places to, to take the kids on vacation, whatever it is. And I don't I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Like I don't like that kind of content across the board. I, I look at it. I know it's thin. I know it's not deep. I know it's not going to give me any information like of actual substance. But Google yet keeps surfacing that kind of stuff. And it has it has done better at showing highly relevant things in certain cases, in certain health cases, whatever it is. I'm not saying there's not an improvement over time there. But you would think like people do people. Maybe I mean, it's just me. Like People actually like that kind of crap and Google's showing it to them. Like Maybe it's just you. Google well, knows I- like. I, I think it's, you know, it, it's this this weird symbiotic relationship or parasitic maybe where it's like what, what I was saying about how, you know, search engines trained us to ask in a certain way. And we're always training the search engines to surface types of information. And it's like for people who aren't thinking about it the way that we do, that surface info, they don't know what they don't know they don't know that maybe there's better content out there and they don't understand or think about how Google works. So it's like, whatever Google gives me, you know, if I find on page one, that's going to be in my, you know, in 2021, the right answer. So I think that's a good point. I think Google does, needs to do a better job at um, access, offering access to the kind of information. Like for example, if you do a, a search for, I don't know, uh, buy a laptop. So often at the bottom, it's always at the bottom of the page There's a carousel called like research. Where you can yep. like say like one or two, three cards you can like go deeper into. Show something like that higher up. Let me give me access to that deeper cut. Co- like in your furniture case, show me a carousel. You know, vintage furniture, antique furniture, what, whatever, and let me let me choose my own pathway. And I don't understand why they don't do that because it seems so obvious and logical. I and I get that people people are I want to say that people are dumb. And they'll they'll take whatever is 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 fed to them a lot of the time, but what happens when you like the matrix when they wake up and realize like this is just crap? Yeah, yeah, and well, that's that's the whole thing too with the monopoly. And and one other thing I wanted to talk about in this call was like you know we always talk Google, right? But there's some interesting you know I was reading an article by John Henshaw on his his uh, website Koi Wolf about Apple and then building a search engine in the sense of Spotlight and you know we're only used to or even just like I mean I don't think DuckDuckGo will ever be a thing uh, Neva is like another one that's really that's interesting, interesting that's but yeah it doesn't I'm not gonna pay but for it, a search engine when there's so many for free kind of thing. And it goes back to the whole like Microsoft versus Apple, you know, um, battles back in the 90s and 2000s where it was like a hardware software issue. Like Mm -hmm. the reason Apple could actually change the game is when you don't have the decision to some extent or like you get the native search for the devices, the hardware that you use and it takes like the the decision away from you for the average user who's not going you know we knew we had to deal with like you know internet explorer for all those years and it was the most awful thing ever and like as a browser let alone a default search engine does does adding a you know different search engines like the way that you know apple does depend on siri which still uses google does that change the way we expect to receive information from search engines only if that surgeon is fundamentally different, but they all they all pretty much seem to be the same. For them, I mean, DuckDuckGo has their privacy angle, but in terms of the actual results themselves, 
whether it's being, whether it's Google. I mean, Google is just better at offering more relevant results than I find anybody yes. else. And they, they just are. The relevancy it's, it's really better. But in terms of look, in terms of showing you what's out there, none of them really do a good job. And I can't understand why they don't. And I see, you know, you see with Google, they're trying to with mom. I feel like that's a that's a move where they're trying to say, OK, you search for um, go to Yankee game. What's implied? What's everything that's implied in there? Like the weather, who's playing today? What's the pitching matchup? What's the record? Uh, is this a good game to go through? Pricing chat trends. Um, what what seats are the best seats that they get? Whatever it is, food, all these things all come into the they're trying to predict what you might need from multiple perspectives, I think is a move towards that. But for whatever reason, the solution seems so simple to me is let the user choose where they want to go and just offer pathways. And they yeah. don't. But it, they, it's, it's a really hard problem because it still needs to depend on UI and simplicity, right? Like it's still like, the, you know, there's a reason that, you know, Apple has had so much success with design of just the minimalism and design. And you know, I know that, you know, Google gets criticism for any sort of visual change. And then also, you know, the big elephant in the room is, you know, Google's still a business, right? They still have their own self-interest. They still have their goals that maybe aren't always in the user's best interests. That's a good point. For, for deeper content, that's an interesting point because, well, I wonder what the click rates are on the ads when you go long tail. I have no idea. Right. Is it, is right. it far less? Because well, the, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Who would know that? We got to find out. Now we're on a mission to find out. Are PPC click rates lower for long tail keywords? I, there's someone has got to look at that. If not, I know people at SEMrush. I can ask for data, I guess. I feel, I feel like, I feel like, like Will Reynolds of uh, Sierra Interactive. I feel like he's done some studies about looking at massive keyword universes. Yeah. And that. That's good, okay. That's a good place to go. We'll look. We'll check that out. But yeah, no. But you, your format thing is true, but they have a system. I, I always thought and they, they have they have expanded it out of this, you know, the COVID-19 searches. So you right. have that sidebar left bar panel with multiple tabs. So imagine and they do use it for other kind of queries. But imagine you, you did your furniture query. It's a great example, by the way. And on the side, you just had they broke it down by furniture types and you can choose which yeah. SERP you wanted. And, and you can on shopping. I mean, uh, that's, that's an interesting thing. Like I, I remember having this conversation like a year ago, which is like in terms of e-commerce is a whole other can of worms is like, you know, Amazon is still the e-commerce winner. And at what point will Google try to go all in on e-commerce? Like even, you know, I, so I've been spending a lot of time on Google shopping and it's gotten a lot better. There are a lot of filters there and that's you know tied to ads as well um that's a good point but there's a lot of opportunity for improvement i feel on that particular point where and this is where it'll be interesting i think for for shopping and search the only advantage i see that google has in terms of shopping is that they have and i don't know why amazon doesn't do this and you saw the um the travel sites do the same make the same mistake you have so much data you can offer so much trends trends data and they just don't do it. I don't get why, but Google does. Google will show you, here's the price trend for this product. I'm like, yes, great. I would love to know if I'm getting ripped off or not. Really helpful to know. And they're really good for that. And I wonder, 
when you put a when you put a search in for you know buy furniture, if you're going to start getting tons of that on the actual SERP, and the SERP is be dominated by Google properties when it comes to shopping. Yeah, well, I I wonder, you know, and I and I'll I'll, I'll admit I I don't know the nuances to like Amazon's business model in terms of like. Is it in their own bet? They have a very vested stake of the way they they show the yes. results, considering how many of the products are literally owned Sponsored, by Amazon. Yeah. You know, let alone like yeah, like the advertising within Amazon as a search. Like Amazon as a search engine is fascinating. That's a whole other like. I wish I knew you know. more about that. Actually, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to take it seriously in the same way that you have to take YouTube seriously in the way that we consume video. And, and like, you know, you see, um, you know, so many great articles these days about optimizing for YouTube search. Cause I, I depend on it. I, I, I don't use any other, you know, I don't use oh. Vimeo or daily. No. Remember daily motion, daily motion. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, daily motion listeners. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's so funny. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's funny to get nostalgic when, when you see like something pop up on Twitter about like Tumblr, which still exists or, right. or even, you know, I miss MySpace. I wish I could still oh, MySpace. My I remember this guy nostalgic. I used to work with was constantly, constantly on MySpace all day long. And it's like his life was MySpace. And now the platform doesn't even exist. Is it, wait, yeah. does it, is it there? Is it a, does it still exist even? I don't even know. I, I mean, there, know. there was like seven, seven, five, seven years ago, they lost like all the data. So like they, they transitioned from like a, you know, social network to like purely a music musician network. But then there was some data breach. I, they either deleted it on purpose or lost it. And so, you know, that, that's the other thing is like, you know, digital security. My, my father actually recently got hacked on Facebook oh boy. and got, and the, yeah, and they have the worst, you know, kind of support to recover that stuff anyway. But like, we depend so much on these systems to kind of store our digital lives. Yeah. You know, like Google has so much control in that sense. They recently changed their, you know, photo storage. And I know I'm yes. getting tangential, but no, no, that's uh, fine. Dude, all, know, my, all my passwords are yeah. on Google. If that gets hacked, my life is over. Yeah, done, done. done. And, and, they, and they warn us constantly about like, you know, uh, two-factor authentication and, and making sure that you're taking all these responsibilities. And I do for the most part, but then at the same point, it's like, all it takes is one stupid mistake. One mis- that's it. Yeah, it. It's all over. Well, this podcast is almost all over because we're almost <laughs> out of time. That was the best pivot ever. That was great. That was smooth. That was You're so, so good at this. <laughs> I am terrible at pivoting, by the way. So it's such a win for me. Where, where? Give yourself an award. I, that that's that's why I want the clip of this. Like when you promote this on social, I just want it to be the pivot, not, <laughs> right. not the actual content. Just Can the I pivot. tell you when I when I put out like these little trailers? Sometimes I'll include like the very end of it, like a really like snarky kind of like no one gets to. Like the last one, I, the one I put out today. If you listen to like the last like three seconds, there is a very controversial comment that I leave in. That's if it's amazing. If it's on the teleprompter, I will read it. Anyway, where can people find you? 
Oh man, uh, where can't they find me? No, I, I'm, I'm a Twitter guy. I'm on LinkedIn. No, I, I'm Twitter and LinkedIn, but mainly it's just Garrett Sussman uh, is my handle on Twitter. So G-A-R-R-E-T-T-S-U-S-S-M-A-N. Uh, you can reach me. I work for the agency iPoll Rank, which we're doing crazy cool SEO stuff, content stuff. So Garrett at iPollRank.com, email me there. But uh, yeah, tw- Twitter's, Twitter's my hangout. I, I, Twitter. I don't do I don't do Clubhouse or, or TikTok or Snapchat as much these days. Clubhouse kind of fell off a cliff, didn't it? Oh boy. Well, Spotify That's... stopped before it even started. They had this whole green room thing, and right, and Facebook was gonna do rooms, and boy, did, oh wow, well. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. In the meantime, you can find the SEO rant at the SEORant.com or check us out wherever you consume your podcast. New episodes relatively consistently weekly on Thursday. So keep an eye out for new episodes. And again, thank you to our wonderful guest, Garrett Sussman. So I appreciate you coming on and thank you. Dude, Morty, I, 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 I love talking to you. I, I love your podcast. I love your personality. Thank you for having me. You are a pleasure and a gentleman. And I uh, can we drop like a big Lebowski quote to, to sign off here? <laughs> oh, man. From Moses to Sandy Koufax, you don't throw out 3,000 years of tradition just because you get divorced. <laughs> really I'm as Jewish as fucking Tevya. <laughs> Uh, who would you dress up for for Halloween if you were if you were? A oh, Walter! Character? Walter! That's okay. I would go I around that. the kids like, is this your homework? Is this your homework? <laughs> <laughs> Killing your father, Larry. <laughs> the best part. Of your You're kid. my hero. Did you know? Yeah, okay, I know we're like signed off. Whatever. Like, bone. It's the uh, the credit roll. Yes. That, um. Um. Oh man, John Goodman. He said when he yeah. did that scene, where he's out there smashing the Camaro. It was the only time he's been uncomfortable doing a scene because they were doing it at a residential neighborhood in the middle of the night. And he's yelling. Oh my God. He's yelling and screaming. You see what happens? Do you see what happens? Danger in the ass. <laughs> that was really in a. I can't imagine uh, what it would be like. Was that in Hollywood? I have no idea. I don't like. I, right. I will say that I heard a story from my uncle who's, you know, been known to fabricate things sometimes. I just have the grain of salt. I'd probably verify that. But if that's true, that's hilarious. I'm gonna go the rest of my life assuming that's true. I'm not. I will. Yeah, you know what? what, You think Google's gonna tell me? No, yeah. (laughs) Google's gonna tell me. You're right. I'm much better in ignorance of not knowing if it because if that story is amazing, if it's true. All right, Garrett. Thank you so much for coming on, and to my audience, toodles.